Hello, this is the Fortline Social Podcast. Today I'm talking to Ollie Jack from the Coming Strife Record label. Um, Ollie Jack is a very good friend of mine. Um, he's helped my band quite a lot in the past. We talk about some of his successful records. Um, we talk about how he plans to grow the label, um, how he started the label, and some of his future plans. Yeah, enjoy. How's 2021 been so far for the label? Um, busy, busy. Um, yeah. I always say it's busy, um, but it, it always is really. Um, so obviously we've got the Cauldron Repress next week. Yeah. Um, it should go down well. Um, lots of other records sort of in the works and at press at the minute. So the Morning 12 Inch and um, Whispers Repress as well. Oh, sick. Um, there's other little bits, like a few tapes and stuff. Um, shirts um yeah and there's just loads of stuff lined up as well so after all this stuff that's currently in press and should be out soonish there's more stuff that will be ordered um so it's just a case of having the money and then i'm trying to do less pre-orders so um waiting for the records to come in before we put them up for sale um so it means it's harder to to order new ones until those ones are in if that makes sense yeah um uh yeah, because you need to yeah, make the good. money off them ones to sort of crack Yeah, them. like when the Cauldron ones go up next week, I'll have another lot of records to order, like, straight away. It's good in some sense because you don't get people nagging you, like, oh, where's my order? Because um, you're not doing pre-orders. But um, it's like you have no money all the time because it's all tied up in records that are coming out, like, soon. Um, but, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's busy. Yeah. Pre-orders are the worst, really, because sometimes it's like you have to really anticipate the time and how it's going to take. Like it could take mm-hmm. months, it could take weeks. Yeah, you know. especially with like COVID has slowed everything down. So like, um, vinyl, um, the lead times for I've changed my the pressing part recently that I use, but my old one, um, the lead times are like six months and stuff. Wow, that's crazy. When especially if you don't want to do pre-orders because you've got yeah. all that money just tied up for six months um that's the same with things like t-shirts and stuff like yeah. i like printing stuff on gildan hammer but th- it's like not available at the minute in like most sizes so it's just yeah delays and everything and then you yeah. get people complaining and saying where's my order and all this so so do you yeah. think things like um obviously covid and like brexit do you think that's really like hit the label quite hard or would you say i mean um, you got people sitting at home and they you know buying more records or is it really made a difference? In some ways, I think um, just delays really, like um, like I said about vinyl and about certain t-shirts and stuff. Um, in some ways, it's been really good. Like last year when lockdown first started, um, I'm a teacher, so I was at home a lot um, most of the time. Um, and at the beginning, we didn't have a huge amount to do, so it meant I could do a lot more stuff. Like I did my first zine and um, just had more time to put into the label generally, which is quite nice. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily had a negative effect just on those like um, the supply of stuff we need so records and yeah that sort of stuff but overall not not really I don't think so obviously you run the label in your own so do you think there's going to be a time where you're going to have to get someone in to help you because the label seems to be sort of popping off quite a lot recently it's definitely Um, one of the the better labels in the UK at the moment one of the bigger ones thank you Um, so I have a friend in America who helps me. He does um, he does all American orders. So last year, the, the prices for US shipping went up like ridiculous amounts. So it was like £15 to ship an LP. 
Um, and then the more you add on, it went up. So like three LPs three was like 20 quid, which is pretty much what US shipping is to here. So I was just like, there's no, this is going to stop people realistically ordering stuff. So I need to sort out something that lets me sort of avoid that. So I, um, I package up all the US stuff together like at the end of the month and then send it to him. Um, and then he sends it out, um, which is great and really, really helpful. Um, and then in terms of over here, I, I've thought about it before, but I don't really, like it's manageable enough. I'm not on like, yeah. I don't know, trying to think of a comparable label. Like um, it's manageable enough. It can, can be a bit of a pain, like shipping records all weekend sometimes, but um, yeah, it's manageable. And I like, I like having almost like complete control over it because yeah. I like, it's I like, like, I like so, um, yeah, in a way, um, like I was in Rage before, um, yeah. the label by Johnny Pike and a few others. Um, and Johnny was very particular about the stuff he liked. Um, and I sort of get where he was coming from with that. Yeah. Um, so I like, I could be in mine and I get to do what I yeah. want really. Just talk me through how it started and like what made you want to sort of start the label? What made you think, yeah, let's um, start this label? So like I said, I was in Rage before that, um, just for a little bit, I think for like a year. Uh, and then I left to go because I was doing my teacher training. Um, I didn't have the time or money to, to do anything with Rage. Um, and then after that, I wanted to do it for a while um, because I've I, I know the stuff I like. I've collected records for like for like ten years now, and oh. and um, I know the stuff I like. And so that was the sort of idea behind it in a way. And I wanted to like push bands that I really liked, but I didn't think were getting that much exposure that deserved like more. Um, and then it started after all of that because a friend's um, a friend's band started. I'm not really friends with anymore, but a friend's band started, and, um, and we did a tape for them. And then from there, it just it like spiraled massively. Um, I had been listening to that Heaven's Die EP that came out like a year before. Yeah. Um, I really liked it, and I didn't think many people over here like gave a shit. So I was like, I'll try and do this on tape. And then it just kept going from there. I think it was one of those things where like, you really like what you, you're doing and you want to just keep doing more and more. So it was just hitting up bands all the time, trying to get them to, to um, get involved, really. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it just spiralled. can't believe it. It's, it's where it is now, to be honest. That's cool. So do you think that you've sort of succeeded in that whole, you know, bringing more exposure to these bands? I think now, uh, um, where we're at now with it, it's, it's a lot easier to do that. Um, at the start when you're a label like not many people give a shit but at this point when I've done like 50 releases and oh. the names out there a bit more it's easier to like that Whispers record I had I hadn't even heard of that band before like last year um, and then at this point I think I'm not saying it was just me obviously there was the other labels involved as well yeah. um, but I think we did help to push their name out there a lot and um, get a lot more people into it Um and the same, same with other bands as well. I get people messaging sometimes saying, um, oh, it's thanks to your label that I managed to find out all of these bands. Um, so I think it's really cool because that's what I wanted to do really with it. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, from my point of view, obviously you put out one of our records and it definitely helped us massively. Um, I, mm-hmm. think without I think that, we would have struggled. So I think yes and no, because... I think with with uh, UK bands, it's hard to sell a lot of records unless you've got a good 
um, following outside of the UK. Um, and you guys seem to have that already, um, which helped a lot. Um, but yeah, I don't know, a joint, joint thing together. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I get what you mean. I think one of the things for us is I find that on a financial level, like it's having that support from a label, which obviously that's where it benefited us quite massively is you willing to take that risk and, you know, spend the money to put our record mm. out on vinyl kind of thing. Cause it's not, you know, it's not a cheap cost. It's quite, a, you know, it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm quite lucky with, with TCS. It's quite, at this point it's quite self-sustaining. So I don't have to put in any of my own money. It yeah. runs on the profits and stuff, um, which is really nice. Um, so yeah, it's good. And at the time, I, I was a bit like, is this a bit of a risk doing this on vinyl um, with that release? But um, yeah. I think it worked really, really well. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think, demand for it. I think if it was me putting it out, I think I'd be, sh- I'd be shit scared. But, you know, you did well with it. <laughs> I remember hearing the first, the first song that Fraser sent, and I was like, this is really fucking good. And I think at that point, I knew you had got quite a following, like, outside of the country too. So I was like, let's do it. And yeah, it paid off, didn't it? It was yeah, definitely. Worked well. Definitely. Well, I'm sure we'll be working together more in the future anyway. Um, so, obviously, the label surely functions on a day-to-day basis now. So, how do you cope with that? Obviously, you say you're a teacher. So, do you sort of, you know, push it every day and post records out every day? Or do you choose certain um, days? Or, you know, how do you sort of manage it? On well? I don't really do anything on the weekdays, to be honest. Um, yeah. I might do something on Photoshop or, yeah, something like that. But I wouldn't, I don't really post stuff or pack stuff on the weekdays. Um, yeah. It's all like a weekend thing. And it, most of the stuff comes in waves. So, I, like, I'll put up, um, put up something for sale and then I'll ship it all or pack it all that weekend or whatever. Um, and then I, I might leave it for one weekend and then come back to it again. So... It depends how many orders there are to it that makes it worth it for me going to the post office. If there's one order in there on the big cartel, I'll leave it for like a week or two yeah. um, and then come back to it. Um, but yeah, it's mostly quite manageable. Um, like I said, we're not on like triple B. It's <laughs> quite, still quite small. Um, it must be a bit of a hefty yeah. trip to the post office. Yeah. Um, so I moved, we moved, well, I moved out um, like two years ago. Um, and I always used to go to the same same post office back when I lived with my parents. Um, and I still go there now because the guy's really like cool and he I think he some some people complain or they um they do whatever, but um he's really, really nice and um so I still go there even though it's like twenty minutes from my house and there's wow. close to post offices. Um so I use drop and go as well. Um and I think not all post offices are like all right with it, some get a bit funny. Yeah. Um and this guy's open on Sundays and he's open late too. So, um, yeah, it's a good post office. Yeah, well, yeah, it makes sense to drive that way kind of thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so did you start um, TCS with the intention of it being a hardcore label? Because I know that obviously you put out, it's a bit of a weird one, but you put out that Coil EP, which is really good. Um, but obviously that was a real step away from the previous music you were putting out. Now, obviously I know a lot of the guys in Coyote are from hardcore bands. Mm-hmm. But did you see that as quite a risk putting that out? Or did you sort of have the label with the intention of just putting out records you liked? Um, it was always going to be a hardcore label. Um, 
I think with Koyo, I knew it was a little bit of a risk. I think um, doing tapes at first, it was like, whatever, like, if they don't sell, they don't sell. Um, but I think when you know something is really good, like mm. there's no reason not to do it. Um, and like you said, they're all, it's all like hardcore related. Like, so Sal, who I talked to all about it, um, and he hit me up to do it. Um, yeah, so I worked with him, Brain of Salvation stuff, and um, Soul Provider as well. Um, and I was like, why not? Like, it's good music, and it's like hardcore. It, but basically, yeah, hardcore adjacent. Yeah, um, yeah, it definitely is hardcore adjacent. It's just, mm-hmm. obviously, the label that you run is predominantly that sort of, it's hardcore, but it's almost on like the heavier side as well, a lot of it. Obviously, I, like I think it's well, though, like, people that like, the other music on the label would like that as well. Like, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of people that like hardcore <laughs> like that other sort of stuff as well. Um, but yeah, and it comes all the, the same sort of like scene. Um, so yeah, a risk in a way, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, it did. I mean, it looked like it did really, really well to Zoom on social media. Yeah, I, I, you know, really. I never i would never have heard of it and then obviously you put it out and i'd, I'd heard of it and i thought it was really really good it was one of my favorite records that year so mm-hmm. it makes sense yeah yeah gave it's it good then your label gave it that reach in the uk definitely mm-hmm. yeah and then obviously now it's gone on to um had a seven inch release in america with ldb um yeah, and they're going on to bigger and better things now. They're um, on another label, which I'm not going to talk about yet, but <laughs> they're doing well. <laughs> um, so a funny question I wanted to ask you is, what would your dream band or dream record be to put out? I've been asked this question a few times, and every time I say the same thing, so I might try and make it up. I always say Undying, um, the first EP they did, so never got pressed on vinyl. Um I think more, I don't know. Um, if I think about something more recent, like a band I'd want to work with, um, I don't really know. It was cool to get through that Sanction colorway. Yeah, that was cool. Um, to know something with Bane would be quite cool. Um, I don't know. It's a hard one. Um, Taylor Swift record. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, that Undying record, yeah, I'd say always that one. I think I've seen it. I think I've seen. I think uh, Johnny Pipe's got a, a podcast. I think you were on it once, and I think you said the same about Sal and Dying that time. Yeah, I just wanted to sort of catch out, see if I could see if I could get a different. <laughs> Still, probably uh, that. I've, I've hit bands up before, like that I'd love to do. Um, like I talked to um, someone from Prayer for Cleansing about doing okay. records of the rain in the school. Um, but I find it hard with like, um, like old head more people because they're like, yeah. I don't know how on the same wavelength they are. Um, like I was talking to one of the guys from Seven Angels, Seven Plagues last oh, year okay. when cool. I did the interview. But he came across kind of weird in the interview and then it kind of put me off it. And I said like, I would do, I'd like happily do um, those rec- those uh, albums on, or the album on vinyl. Yeah. Um, and he was like, he didn't say yes or no. He was sort of like cryptic about it. And I was like, if you're not fully interested, like I'm not going to bother trying to push it because yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah. So, so have you hit up Undying though? That's the question. 
I tried, but um, I couldn't get through to anyone with it. Um, oh, really? I had to talk to Jimmy Chang, who's the guitarist, um, but I didn't get a reply. So, yeah. so if you do end up repressing that uh, Undying record, then I'll ask the question again on who your dream band or record will be. <laughs> There's some other cool stuff coming out that I've wanted to do for a while this year. I'm doing an, an old UK band. Um, oh, yeah. Which, yeah, it will be cool to do. I think people will be into it. Um, so hopefully that'll be near the end of the year. It's been in the works for ages, but it's just, mm. yeah, to like uh, get the um, the tapes together from the original recordings because it came out like 20 years ago. Um, oh, wow. So we can master it for vinyl and stuff. Um, so that'd be cool. Um, yeah. Wicked. Okay. I'll, be, I'll keep my eyes out for that one then. What do you think is better then? Obviously, you're putting out tapes and vinyl quite regularly, but I've seen the odd sort of CD that you're putting out. Obviously, I've seen the split knuckle... Mm-hmm. CD. So what? Yeah. You know what's the plans behind that? What makes you sort of think? Oh, I'll put a CD out for this band. I'll put a tape out for that band. Is it? I I like CDs. I think I I, I don't like tapes. Like straight up, I don't like. Oh, really? Tapes. Uh, See, I I, I have, I'm probably the opposite. I probably prefer tapes and vinyl over CDs. But I think that's just because when I was a kid, I had like thousands of CDs, and it was just like yeah, everywhere. Yeah. I think um, that's the issue with CDs. That's what everyone, no one likes them. Everyone likes tapes and vinyl. Um, and don't get me wrong, like I've bought a lot of tapes before. Um, like in the last year or two, I've stopped because I'm like, I never listen to them. Um, okay. I just don't, for me, I don't see much point. Um, and I think as well, most people that buy them don't actually listen to them either. Like, <laughs> um, I recently did um, a, an EP for a band on tape. And I didn't listen to it before I sent out. Um, and I got hit up with a message like a few months later or a month later saying the music on the tape isn't actually the band. Oh, <laughs> shit. No way. Um, but that shows how few people actually listen to the tapes. Um, but yeah, it's all rectified now and I've got new ones. Instead of oh, I'm going I'm to go check the Carlton tape out in a minute and see if people are <laughs> saying on that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think, I think CDs... Like, I love vinyl. Vinyl is my favorite format. Yeah. Um, I'd do everything on vinyl if I could. Um, but I think CDs are the best format. Like, not my favorite, but they're the best. They make the most sense. Like, you can listen to them in the car. Most people have got a CD player somewhere in their house, whether it's on the computer, fucking PlayStation, I don't know. You've got one at home somewhere. Yeah. Um, you get the booklets and you can put, like, you can make really, like, big booklets that have loads of information in them and, um, like, different artwork and stuff. Um this just look cool. Like a jewel case CD, I think it looks so cool. Um, whereas with tapes, like no one listens to them. The artwork has to get edited so it fits in the right, the right J card. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think CDs just, they make more sense. I mean, um, uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, don't, I, f- I think I get a tape. I'll probably listen to it once and then never listen to it again. So yeah. I think you are right. It's quite a ball ache because you have to obviously, I mean, my tape deck, it's like you put it in one way you listen to one side and you put it in the other way and it like rewinds the whole, oh, it's just so weird. It's just <laughs> wild confusing. So it's just That's too much thinking. effort to like get your head around it. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I get, I get it. I get why people like them. Um, like you can do different colors and stuff with them and, and they're all generally quite limited um, and cheap, but like CDs are cheaper to make than tapes. Um, so I don't know. I think, 
I think soon, maybe like in a year or a year or two, people will realize that the CDs are good and they'll make a comeback. I think tapes are, tapes are definitely more of a collectible thing, I think. I don't mm. I think like you said, people don't really tend to listen to them, but they just look cool, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Now, anyway. Yeah. And they've always been something that's run through for like forever. So Yeah. I definitely feel differently about CDs now that I drive. Like when I was like in my teens, I had like loads of CDs and I just got rid of them all because it was just like too many. Mm. Yeah, and then that was when I started collecting vinyl when I was about sixteen years old. And then when I got a car, it was like, damn, I wish I had some CDs just to like when my phones <laughs> run out of battery or something. So yeah, I do get it. In my in my first car, I didn't have a, like an aux cable or Bluetooth or anything, so I had one of those fucking like um, booklets of CDs. <laughs> just loads of CDs. Um, and like in every space in my car, there'd be crammed CDs. So like in the side bits, like, underneath the steering wheel, everywhere there'd just be fucking CDs. Um, which I kind of miss because, like, it was nice to just have that selection in a way. And, so, yeah. um, I mean, I've got the, I mean, I don't really have many CDs. I've got the odd few in my car now. I've got, like, the Funeral for a Friend record, maybe mm-hmm. some early architect stuff, but that's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. So, anyway, um, the Whispers record was one of the things I wanted to talk about because obviously that, that is a band I'd never heard of until obviously mm-hmm. you put them out. I just wanted to sort of talk about how you got to do that, how you got in contact with the guys, like how you heard about the band to like put it out. Um, so I think it was like March, like the first lockdown, uh, March last year. Um, Sam from Divided We Fall Records, which is a Singapore label, um, hit me up about this band that they wanted to like release. I think together it was originally. Um, called Whispers, and I was like, I'll, I'll check them out, because I had, don't think I had ever heard of them before. Um, and he sent me the songs and everything, um, and I was like, this is crazy. Um, I think I listened to it the first time, and I was like, yeah, I'm definitely up to, do, up to doing it. Um, and then I will to listen to it like a couple more times, so I was like, okay, let's just try and do vinyl for this. Um, and at the time, I was like, I, like, we have to do this together, because... I don't think I could sell 250 records of this band because no one's heard them. Um, so we did it together, which was cool. So he did, um, I think he did 150, I did 150. Um, and it turned out going down, it, it went down really, really well. Um, but I think the music was so good that it's just, yeah, it was, obviously it's like heavily, heavily influenced by bands like fucking Kickback and yeah, and whatever. But um I think that they just, they did it so well. Like it was also produced really well. So everything sounded fucking good. Um, the artwork was good. I think it matched the record like perfectly. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, they've clearly got a good scene in Thailand because I don't know if you watched the release show for it, but. Um, yeah, I like, did actually. Yeah. It's, it's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. So I think the big like Thai presence helped move the records as well. Um, but also as well, um they uh they often are on like their like support for um big touring bands so i think they've ta- they've um opened like knock loose and i think they did a, i might be wrong but i think they did a tour with regulate um so they have those like u.s links too um just just in thailand sorry not in, not in the u.s um i think they've I got saw the, as well they've played with power trip or something like that as well back yeah. yeah that is bonkers so they played quite big venues too in thailand um 
So I think those US links helped them as well because like guys from Regulate were retweeting the um the link to the record when it came out and stuff. So yeah. It's, it is it's a yeah. bonkers record. Like, really good, yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't I wasn't expecting it. I, I remember like seeing you like putting it out and being from Thailand and I was just like, hmm, this could be quite good. And then just listening to it and it is just like kick back Archangel Revival and like this is <laughs> fucking insane. This is yeah. so sick. I'm glad it went down so well as well because I think it's rare that especially with US people, they don't give a shit about records that come out that aren't yeah. from the US. Yeah. Um so it was really cool to see. And a lot of people from the UK fucking just stick right US stuff. So it was nice to see that people were so into a record not from like a Western country. It's um, frustrating, isn't it? That that kind of vibe sometimes. You you do get that a lot where it's just US bands only care about US bands, and, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people in the UK as well. They just they love US bands, but they don't even appreciate what what's, what what we've got in the UK. Yeah, yeah. actually got in the UK. Yeah, I yeah. do feel that sometimes. You got quite a lot of history in the UK, man. People seem to forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, the Whispers record is bonkers. Um, so, uh, what are your plans for twenty twenty one? Then, can you tell me anything? Anything um, not gonna upset any other bands? Um, so, morning coming up soon, and Whispers repress. Um, Flames of Betrayal uh, record as well. It's really cool. I did a tape for them um, like two years ago, maybe now. Um, and it's proper like Gothenburg, like metalcore. Um, <laughs> really, really good. Um, so that'd be cool. Then after that, um, so I'm doing the Heavens Die EP on the 10 inch. So that was the second thing I ever did. I did on tape. Um, so we're doing that on 10 inch, which again has been in the works for ages, but um, it's getting the artwork together and stuff. And it's just taken a while. Which seems to be the most common issue, like like when I did the renounced um, twelve inch. Um, it you was had an issue with artwork. the cover as well, didn't you? Yeah, so none of them had the original artwork, um, which was okay. <laughs> um, so I had to. What did I do? I think I like scanned in the seven inch or something. Oh my god! Um, and then blew it up. So the cover is quite pixelated, um, but it's all I could do really. Because um, they wanted to stick with the, they didn't want to change the artwork, um, so we had to do that. Did you have an old cover for it as well that you could put out in the end? <laughs> um, yeah, misery signals one. So I did a rip. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I got a message, uh, a DM on Instagram from them from misery signals, being like, um, "We've noticed that you've been you wanted to do this rip of um, our artwork." Um, and they were like, can you please take it down and remove it? And don't do it, basically. Wow. And at first I was kind of like, it's a bit of a dick move. But then like, um, they were really cool about it. And they said how um, it's obviously quite like a personal album to them. Um, oh, yeah, of course. And, that, yeah. that makes sense, I guess, actually. Yeah, thinking about it like that. Yeah, so at the first I was like... record they did you. after some of the guys, sort of the car crashes, yeah. Stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I don't want to fucking put renounced in a, in a ship. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So I was like, fuck it, just delete it and then move on. And then we ended up using a an old like long sleeve design for the for the new cover. Yeah, um, it was cool though. It was cool to do the repress on twelve inches. Well. I still need to grab it because I've got the seven inch mm-hmm. from I think it's carry the weight or something like that. But I do really want the twelve inch because I don't have twelve inch format as well. 
Yeah, it was a weird one to come about. I was jo- jokingly said to Sam Knight in the group chat, like, you should just do it on, on 12 inch. Um, or I said, I think I said, I'll do it on 12 inch. And he was like, okay, then. And then it just went from there. And yeah, it was cool. It's cool to do it. Um, but like, I've done a lot of reissues, which I sometimes think about. That I mean, the, the, the one and um, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. The sanction one's a repress, isn't it? Well, not a repress, but it's a re-release at least, isn't it? Because it's our first. Yeah, so that never got. Yeah, that never got done on vinyl, and it has a few like um, different tracks on and stuff. Um, that was really cool to do because I listened to that when it came out, that EP, and I remember loving it. Um, I still really like it. Um, so it's just cool to get. It's shit you never think it would happen. Like no, no. when I started it, I would never think that I'd do a fucking sanction colorway or do the renounce record um yeah and it's it's like hitting up people now um so recently i hit up do you know um this is color yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's sick the uk band yeah yeah so you're planning on putting some of that out there yeah yeah they played um um they played upside a few years it was upside they played something a few years ago like it was a one-off show um, yeah i think and i hit up them was upside um, about two or three years ago wasn't it yeah um, and they had heard of the label, so it's stuff like that. Like, it's quite cool and like humbling. So yeah, that's that should be happening some point this year. Um, a twelve inch of that, um, the full length. There's loads of stuff I can't even remember now. I lose track um, because there's, there's so much. No, like, it's it's bonkers. You telling me this and like me just thinking like, how do you balance this around work, man? It's crazy. <laughs> like, having I, I that much plan. Yeah, it's hard as well though because. I don't want to sound like big headed or like a dick or anything, but I get fans hitting me up like multiple times a week. Like I woke up the other week to like three emails and um, with people like, can you want to put this out? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm so, I'm, you, you know, firsthand I'm shit at replying to emails. <laughs> so a lot of the time I either um, just straight up don't reply to them, which I feel like a dick about, but I don't have the time. I like, I, I listen to pretty much everything I get sent, but I don't always have the time to reply to, to people. Um, saying no I don't want to put this out um please you've got a, you've got an easy excuse there you're a teacher and you're in quite a busy label you've got a perfect excuse really yeah I was you said, at least hard. at least at least if people listen back to this they know that you're gonna at least listen to their record even if you don't <laughs> reply so it's good it's not even like I don't like it a lot of the time it's just I just don't have to tell know, it's either I don't, I don't like it enough to put it out or I'm just busy most of the time it's busy yeah. And I don't want to just, I don't want to put out something just for the sake of putting it out. I'd rather really be into it. Um, yeah, which I think is fair, but it's hard to convey that to people who are like, this is our music we've just worked hard on. Um, yeah. And when you do it, it's like, sorry. It's uh, just crazy. Like, obviously, I work a full time job and have to run cauldron through it. And then I had someone recently ask me to join on bass, and I'm considering it. But it's like, will I have the time for it? Yeah. Because I feel like they haven't had much uh, show-wise. They haven't played a show yet. Mm-hmm. But they've had a record put out and the record did quite well. So they've asked me to join on bass potentially. And it's like, will I have the time to work a full-time yeah. job? Do Cauldron, yeah. which is quite a busy band as well. Mm-hmm. And then do that as well. So it's, I don't know how you do it, mate, honestly. Yeah, I don't need <laughs> it. It must be crazy. Yeah, no, but I think if you like what you do, then it's not, 
Like, yeah. I don't enjoy packing all fucking weekends yeah. sometimes. Like, <laughs> I can everything else I like doing, and it's it's very rewarding to do it all. So, um, yeah, for sure. It must feel good, like, getting your, rec- like, putting these records out and then just sending, like, boxes over to all these different countries and stuff. It must feel... Yeah. Insane. Yeah, definitely. Having all those contacts as well is bonkers. Like, having someone yeah. from Singapore hit you up about a record that you've never heard <laughs> about, but then putting it out and it sells out, like, quickly, like, it's bonkers. It's fucking weird, yeah. Um, it's cool. But it's cool. I think that is one of the coolest things about it. Like, it's talking to people who you'd never normally talk to. Mm. Um, yeah, all over the world, which is cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, why do you think records are worth putting out? Why, did you say? Yeah. Uh, like vinyl itself or just... Yeah, let's, let's go with... yeah. Wow, just putting out records in general, so whether it's CD, tape, vinyl. Why do you think I'm going to put this band's record out just because you like it or do you think you could give yeah. some exposure or, you know? Yeah, like I, like I said before, like, I have to like it, obviously. Um, but I want to I help the band out and, as much as I can and give them the exposure. I don't know. I don't know. Um, some people, I don't know. like some people. I, I know some people that have like labels outside of hardcore. They'll do like DIY labels, and they will put out most bands that come to them purely because it could be a really shit demo, but they'd still sell the tape out. Mm-hmm. So they just put it out. But I think for you, it's very different because it's very much like you will put out stuff that you like, which I think yeah. is better in my opinion. Um. I'm not slagging off those other labels, but I just don't see the point of putting something else out unless you like, really like it. Um, yeah. Because it's, if you're attaching your name to it. It's, it's um, yeah, exactly. Um, and if, if I did that, I said yes to every single band, we'd probably be on like the 100th hundred, hundredth release already. And I don't want to just put out, like granted I've put out, Morning will be the 50th release. Um, that's a lot in two years. I don't want to just put out lots and lots and lots for the sake of it. I'd want to think about the stuff that I'm putting out and be really, really into it, I guess. Um, I think um, it, the whole release is something I think about as well. Like, I've had some bands hit me up and like the music's quite cool, but the artwork's like terrible. And I'm like, <laughs> can, can you change the artwork? Like, I never say this to them. <laughs> like, can you change this? Um, but, um, yeah, it is what it is. It's hard when, like, I'm just the middleman always. I just put out music, but the bands are the ones that put in the work and got the articles sorted and everything. So who am I to say, go and change this artwork or do whatever? Yeah, um, for sure. So it's a hard, it's a hard line to follow. I it's, do get, I get, I think the way you do it is a load better because you, you, I feel like if you're in a label where you're just putting out stuff for the sake of putting it out, you're going to get to a point where you're going to hear that record back and you're like, fuck, why not put this out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're gonna regret it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it might have made you a bit of money at the time, but mm-hmm. you, like you said, but that's also the thing. Like, I have to be confident in some level that it will it will sell at least a bit. Because if I start putting out loads of things and they don't sell, I can't keep doing the label because I can't. Yeah, Stop pumping be, my own money in. You'll be sat on a, um, a room full of vinyl and tapes not selling, isn't it? And boxes and stuff. Yeah. It's not what you want, really. Yeah. Like the room I do, I have everything in. This is the room I'm in right now. It's 
it's not big. Like it's a it's a box room. And it's pretty much right now. It's full of stuff. Like there's a box of flags in the floor, and, <laughs> and there's shit everywhere. So I don't have the room for stuff to be piling up. That's why I always like the idea of more like limited things in a way. Um, so we, I always just most of the time do 50, 50 tapes or you know, I know it's going to be really popular to do more. Yeah. Um, cool. yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a hard line to sort of, to, to pick around, I guess. Um, no, I, think I, a lot of, I think you've got it under the belt now, mate, to be honest. I think you're yeah. doing all right now. Don't worry. I see a lot of labels recently and, um, they do like these, um, like really high demand records and they only press like fucking 300 of them, which doesn't sound like a lot, but if it's for a band with like a lot of love, a lot of demand. And then it creates this weird like secondary market where people are paying hundreds for the records because getting them on, on when they came out originally was just like impossible. Um, so like if I know something's in demand, I'll press more of it, but yeah, I don't know. I'm rambling. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's cool, it's cool. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up with one last question then because I know you've got a uh, planned. Um, so why do you think the label's been such a success and how do you plan to grow? Um, why has it been a success? I don't know. Um, the bands, I guess, I've put out. I mean, I think, I think one of the biggest things is getting that market abroad, like... Okay. If I if it was only UK people that bought the releases, it'd be amazing. But we wouldn't sell as much as we have done, um, and it wouldn't be viable to do as much vinyl as we've done. You have to have that like um, US and Japan or wherever else. You have to have that that audience there, I think, as well, because um, there's only so many people in the UK. And yeah, I don't know. Um, so that, in some respect, having that that audience, like global like audience, um, putting out good stuff that people are into. Um, I don't know. I don't really know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> yeah. So what's your plan to go well, with it then? Is it, is it just carry on putting out all these records and see how far you can take it or? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I've always thought it'd be nice to do it like, as a full-time thing um but it's just not feasible i don't understand how labels like a bit bigger than me can do it um, do you think it'll ever come to that do you think it'll ever come to a point where it's like the label or your job kind of thing i, I can't see it that happening um i think to do that you need to sell such a massive amount of records yeah. and have that consistent like throughout the whole year um like to make there's no way, like, well, unless you're shifting, like, huge amounts. There's no way that I could do it or, or like, yeah. Like, if I, like what I was talking about earlier, all the, rec- the money I get from records goes back into buying more records. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to pay my bills, food, anything. It's not, I don't see it ever being feasible. Um, yeah, I no. I like working as well. Like I like my job. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do it sometimes to, to not do it, but um, no, I like it, and it's nice having the balance between the two. I think. Yeah, but you know, see, bands like Run for Cover and stuff started just like you did. You never yeah. know. Yeah, you never know. I guess I guess they're in that they're in that market of like emo and stuff, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. it sells a lot more records and things like Triple B. I don't know. 
I think the bigger labels are already out there in a way. So like, yeah, I feel like I don't know because there isn't many labels in the UK strictly for hardcore. I mean, the ones that are strictly for hardcore are nowhere near. No, no offense, but they're nowhere near as big as Triple B. Mm-hmm. So I think there's definitely room for a label like that in the UK. I think. Yeah, I think as well. It's hard because there's not many UK bands that are are big enough to to push a label. Yeah, yeah. A label sort of grows with the band sometimes, doesn't it? And yeah. You do need uh, those kind of bands. I think one of the bigger, you know, one of the bigger hardcore labels is Ruction, but you know, mm-hmm. if it's a Ruction, Ruction's an amazing label and does a lot mm-hmm. for the UK, but you know, Triple B is massive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Put out a record and sell it out within like days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing to, to, um, to think about. Um, but I think as well, like I said, there's not as many UK bands that would, they're at that level whereas in the US a US band wouldn't want to I don't think they'd want to come onto a UK label if there's like I can't really articulate what I'm trying to say but if a US band if there's a band if there's a label in the US like Triple B already or whatever other big US labels you want to talk about um, they'd they'd much rather do on that label than the UK one because that's where the the audience is I think Um, I I think you definitely have the benefit from like Europe as well, like mm-hmm. ignoring the US, being you know a UK label, they'd probably be more inclined. A, a European band might be more inclined to come to you than mm-hmm. a US label, which is yeah. quite beneficial. Yeah, it's, I've barely put out any Euro bands though. To be fair, um, probably like a, only a handful. Um, okay. which I always find it a bit weird, but if, if anything, like. Eurobands are probably like no disrespect to Eurobands are the ones that people are least into because especially people from the US US people do not give a shit about Eurobands like unless they're really like popular and hyped yeah I don't think most people in the US would check out Eurobands yeah that's definitely Um, true that is definitely and a lot of people in the the UK too I think one scene you need man we've all got to support each other Anyway, mate, I'll let you get off because I know you got a busy day. But it was a pleasure talking to you. Hopefully we'll uh, catch up at a show soon or something. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the episode of Volley Jack. Uh, make sure you go and support the Coming of Strife on all social media platforms. Um, it's a very, very good label. Um, one of the best in the UK. Thank you very much for listening. And make sure you check out some of our other episodes on social media and Spotify. Thank you very much.